0: What's up, sons and daughters? It is Sam Jesse. I'm here with Brett Smith for the Locks of Saturday. Brett, it's the holiday season—mistletoe, Christmas presents, and the New Year Six. Yeah, the that's New year's, what it
1: is. It is, and uh, seems like at least the teams playing New York, New York Six, the New Year, <laughs> New Year Six Bulls. Seems like not a not a lot of players are opting out of these so far. I mean, we're recording this on December 21st, so. A lot could change in the next ten days, but um, seems like actually in general bowls this year it seems like they've had some pretty good pretty good competition except for Florida they just they shouldn't even show it up. But other than that, it seems like actually compared to last year, I think COVID threw the bowl whole bowl thing off for a couple of years. But it seems like this year it's a little more competitive this year, especially with everybody trying to get into conference alignment and all this stuff that's going on. NIL and kind of have to play for more than just a bowl now. So
0: yeah, and it's it's I think it's exciting. I think this is a really good lineup of games. We're gonna get to them, but you have really interesting matchups. Uh, you have some new faces in there. I mean Kansas State, Tulane. I guess I don't think you can really call Utah a new face at this point, but they're there. And of course, TCU being in the college football playoff is a breath of fresh air and it'll be nice to see that purple on the graphics instead yep. of just another shade of red. So let's get to one here where the two teams are, Exactly the same colors, pretty much the orangiest orange bowl of all time.
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: Tennessee plus five and a half against Cade Klubnik in the Clemson Tigers. Could there possibly be an uglier uniform game?
1: I don't know. Um, I feel like if you threw like Boise State and do you put like Coastal Carolina's like teal uniforms on Boise State's field? against Boise State, that would be pretty bad.
0: Yeah, that would um that would be pretty f- that'd be pretty rough. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean it's the orange orange bowl of all orange bowls. This is a line that actually started at Clemson minus seven and now it's at Clemson plus uh, excuse me, Clemson minus seven. It's now at Clemson minus five and a half. A little bit of leeway there, uh, pretty important when it comes to a touchdown game. The, this one's all about the quarterbacks, right? On one side, you have Cade Klubnik coming in for DJ, and they look like a totally different team with Cade at quarterback for the Clemson Tigers. And then for Tennessee, after the Hendon Hooker injury, um, well, it's just they're not the same team. At no, all.
1: no, no, not even close. And I've had this, I had this take oh, the whole year, and I don't think it's that crazy of a take because I don't think Tennessee is a, more than a 7-1 team without Hendon Hooker. I mean, I don't think that's unfair to say. I think he really made that much of a difference for them.
0: I mean, he won them the Bama game. He probably won them the game against Florida as well. That's two games um, at least.
1: Yeah. He just – I mean, props to him. I mean, I'm not knocking Tennessee at all. I mean, I think they're a solid football team. But, I mean, same thing goes for TCU without Max Dugan, like – they're not there. Yeah, they're, they're not, not it. there. They're yeah. Not it. So it's, it's just how that's just the nature of the beast. So I guess
0: when there's a game like this where you have new quarterbacks playing kind of for both teams, you got to look at the defensive side of the ball. And then historically, we would say Clemson, but this year, Clemson has struggled defensively, especially, especially in the back half, yeah, the especially defense. in
1: the secondary, for sure. Um, and it's tough to say, like, Previously, I think i have kind of just trying to get a vibe with bowl games here in general. It's kind of what I hope up with. But it seems like there's been a pretty good competitive edge of bowl games this year. Um, and I'll just go ahead and make my pick. I think it's still – Clemson's still the pick here. Uh, Joe Milton, not it. I just don't think – I don't think you – I just don't – even with the weak Clemson secondary, weaker Clemson secondary, Jalen Hyatt and those guys just don't – they're not on the same page as they were with, you know. It's just like every teardrop ball was just going right into their hands. Milton can't well, – why he's got an extreme – like probably the strongest arm in college football. He just can't put it up where it needs to be. So, I think Clemson's defense prevails here. And, uh, and I think, honestly, this team is upgraded with Club Nick over DJ. And I think not playing him early this year might haunt Clemson for a while.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think they're a college football playoff team if Klubnik plays. Yeah.
1: I mean, um, I, I, my, my yeah. thing is, why did Dabo decide to hang with DJ when he literally was Kelly Bryant and he had Trevor Lawrence behind him? I will say Trevor Lawrence is probably better than Klubnik. I mean, no, probably. He was.
0: He is. He, yeah, he yeah.
1: Is, he is, but still. Like, what, like, why would he not? I mean, it's the same situation, but he just hung on to DJ.
0: Dabo's Bell. a weird dude. I mean, if today (laughs) didn't tell you that, Dabo's a weird dude. And this is one of his quirks is he's not great at picking a quarterback. Um, He's been lucky enough to have a lot of five-star quarterback talent because he's a great recruiter. But this is probably the second national title opportunity that Clemson has missed because of choosing the wrong starting quarterback mm. uh, of course talking about trevor lawrence not starting as a as a true freshman just like kate public uh, same situation i'm with you though clemson's the play here the momentum is all for clemson i feel like they're really pushing forward to a playoff run next season and if you i know there are issues with the back half of this defense but they will be healthier for this bowl game than they were you know against wake forest uh, earlier in the year and i think there's a bit of I think we're playing into the like South Carolina loss a little bit too much. Some weird things happened in that game, and and I think if this is a clean game, and by clean I mean Clemson kind of stays away from that weird special teams turnovers, uh, penalties left and right. Well, I mean Beamer ball beat them. I mean straight Be- <laughs> little Beamer ball beat them. Yeah, I, yeah mean, I
1: mean there's nothing wrong with that. I mean that's how Tech won a lot of big games back in yep. know, the 2000s. So I mean, yep.
0: So, I, I think, uh, mono mono, Clemson's the better team. Uh, I think Clemson's pass rush will be a factor in, yeah, in this game, done. especially going up against a backup quarterback who might not have the timing that Hendon Hooker had with those wide receivers. Although, I do worry about Jalen Hyatt kind of running free against the Clemson secondary that's been pretty rough yeah. this season. So, we'll see there, but that's the Orange Bowl, uh, both going Clemson. I think. The majority of us will probably pick Clemson. Looking at Action Network, though, 66% of bets on Tennessee.
1: Um, That's just South pretty Carolina interesting. Effect. I think the South Carolina effect. I think people honestly are pretty done with Dabo <laughs> just in general. I think, I th- honestly, I think unless he makes a playoff run next year, if they win like nine, 10 games next year, um, I think people, I don't think Clemson fans are going to on Dabo, but I think that like people that enjoyed watching Clemson be, I guess, a different team over the last five or six years. I think people are going to be out on on them. So I think this is a chance for them to make a little bit of a statement, and I think Davo knows that.
0: Yep, definitely a chance. And if you're Tennessee, it's a chance to say, hey, we didn't just have one good run this year. We're here to stay as a national power. So that's a really interesting game. Another team from the SEC is playing in the Sugar Bowl. We have Kansas State plus six against the Evil Empire, the Alabama Crimson Tide. This game opened up at plus three and a half for Kansas State. And then Will Anderson and Bryce Young said, We're playing in that Sugar Bowl line moves up to plus six. Did anybody actually think that they weren't playing in the Sugar Bowl? That's my question.
1: Honestly, I would have said 50 50 shot that there's 50 50 that both of them would play. I didn't think both of them would play. Um,
0: I thought much more likely Will Anderson didn't play. Yeah, no. I I always thought Bryce Young was playing in this game.
1: Yeah, and um what's the backup that had the most electric cover against Arkansas ever?
0: Uh, uh he's a he's the rowback athlete. What's My his name?
1: Uh, so it's last of, of the M. I know, I can't remember. Anyway, uh, yeah, it'd be different if he was playing for sure. But this game is definitely tough to pick because Kansas State's is, you know, finished the season as best as you could for a team that didn't make the playoff. They're probably the strongest finish for a team that didn't make the playoff out of any team in college football, in my opinion. Them mm-hmm. and probably Utah. Like, those two teams, without having a playoff picture, I'll say, they finished about as strong as you could. And uh, I think it's going to be tough to go against them in that aspect. But we talked a little before the podcast, even though it moved all the way to six. Still think I'm going to go Bama with just a touchdown. Um, again, has Saban lost the edge? People keep saying that. Betting against Bama this year actually did make you some money. They were they were under 500 on the spread.
0: Five and seven against the spread yeah, this year. So yeah, so I
1: I have to go back and look, but I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> that's first time it's happened in a while. Um, but I just think definitely Kansas State hasn't faced a defense like Alabama. Mm-hmm. Like no, not even close. So, especially with the quarterback situation, I mean, um, the backup—the guy has been lighting it up—forgot his name already. It's been a while since I have watched them. It feels like it feels like a month ago. It feels one, like one,
0: college one. football hasn't been on in a month.
1: Yeah, um,
0: it, it does feel News, like.
1: Bruce Vaughn, obviously, I just—I yeah. don't—I don't see the athletic ability boding as well against Alabama as the other teams they've played. I mean, TCU's defense vastly improved over the year. Don't get me wrong, like, the beginning of the year, they couldn't stop a nosebleed. But there's just – and then they – I think they played the strong – they probably played the strongest defense in TCU at the end of the year, in the Big 12. Mm -hmm. And I just don't see Bama, (laughs) like, giving up that many points. Um, It's going to be up to Kansas State's defense, which has been off and on all year. Like, some games they played really well. Some games they played really bad. So, now that Bryce Young is definitely playing, I think I just got to go Bama with more than touchdown.
0: Robert will be happy with this one, but I'm a roll case State, and the money line has jumped up to plus 195 on DraftKings. I'm taking a money line if you want to, because I don't think Bama wants to really be in this game. That
1: is true. That's that's we've seen
0: odd. this before from Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. Um, I, I just I don't think this Alabama team is what we're used to. Yeah. They've lost to pretty much every good team that they've played this year. And I am mean, five and seven against the spread. That's not very good, especially when you're looking at a Kansas State team that's 10 and three against the spread. Kansas State has con- continually overexceeded this season. Um, I am a little bit worried about the Kansas State rush defense. They're not a great tackling team. Uh, they'll get some big hits, they play hard, they play fast, but in general, they're not a great tackling team. And I wonder if Alabama will just be able to run the ball down their throats all game. That is my one fear. But it's something that I think is going towards Kansas State's favor. This keeps kicking off at noon on New Year's mm-hmm. Eve. That's a weird kickoff time for a Sugar Bowl. And yeah, I, I think at night. Noon, noon kickoff goes to the underdog a lot of times, I feel like. So that's something that I'm looking at. I'm thinking, sleepy Alabama. I know they'll have all the fans there, but Which team wants this more? We talk about that with bowl games. Like, it's all about which team wants it more. Kansas State clearly wants this game more than Alabama. It's not even close. So, I'm going to go K State. I could be terribly wrong and Bama could drop 50 on them. That is a possibility. But I'm going to go K State in this one. I think there's value on the money line. Yeah.
1: By no means picking Bama as a lock. Like, I'm, I just, that's just my personal lean. And I mean, there's no like, this is probably the one game. I probably would gonna stay away from this, honestly. But this, but uh, yeah. yeah. It'll be it'll be entertaining out of the way, I'll put it that way. It'll be
0: fun to watch. All right, football fans, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. It's got everything you want, it's got the same game parlays, easy and fast payouts, micro betting, game totals, everything you want. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out right now. Everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, points totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win Big. I'll tell you what What I really like to do on the DraftKings app. In-game, flash props. Very fun. Next play, rush pass. Will the team score on this drive? Will they not? Super easy to play and super fun to play. Especially if you're in a game, watching with friends. You'll be with family during the holidays watching the game. Bet on what will happen, that drive. Super fun. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code SOS. Place a $5 bet on any team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with code SOS. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Please see the show note for details. Well, we can talk about a team that Kansas State lost to, uh, and that would be the Tulane Mean Green Wave, who are playing in the Cotton Bowl. They are two and a half dogs to USC. USC, uh, interesting to see what their hype level is going to be for this game. I think you have a team that came off of a 5 and 7 record last year that will want to cap off this season on a positive note after that Utah loss. But then again, they went from college football playoff to playing a group of 5 team in the Cotton Bowl. That's a bit of a that's a bit of a drop off there. And Lincoln Riley not a great big game coach.
1: Yeah, no, he's not. Honestly, this is another game that's going to be tough to pick. Um, it, it, it's exactly what you said. You know, as USC, they were on – I mean, they pretty, they fump, They literally fumbled the bag. I mean, they, they had a – if they beat Utah, they're in the playoff. And they had a Heisman – I mean, they have a Heisman winner now. Um, and, but that Heisman winner, you know, is, it, is he going to feel as good not being the Puff playing against Tulane, you know, at the Cotton Bowl, where I think Tulane fans are going to – pack it out. I even know I think they're a quarter of the size of USC, but I think there's gonna be a lot of Tulane fans. There's gonna be a lot of people pulling for Tulane. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, but then again, I just think it's I think even a two lane, the Kansas State win was impressive. I still think USC can beat them by a field goal. Um, it's if you take two lane here you gotta take a money line for obvious mm-hmm. reasons. I think I think that's the that's the play where more value is than taking the spread. Um, but for taking the spread, I think I'm going to take uh, USC. I just think their offense is too good. Uh, they're too, they're just a better all around team. Even it's a, it's, it's going to be tough, I think. But I think USC can win by a field goal. I think Caleb Williams, given he got a few weeks off after being, you know, he was half hurt in that Utah game. Honestly, he played. He willed his way through that game, which mm-hmm. I give a lot of respect for. Um, if he was able to actually move in the second half, what would have been different? Not sure a whole lot, but they I mean they kind of got just punched in the face the whole game by what Utah is good at. So um, yeah, I'm I'm on USC here just because I think it's the spread's too small.
0: I'm on USC big. Um, I really like this two lane team. Willie Fritz has done a phenomenal job. They'll be a good team again next year because they got a lot of pieces coming back, but I think USC's speed and athleticism is just going to be something that they have not even looked at. Yeah, and Addison year. playing, I believe. So Addison playing, Caleb Williams playing. Um, as of six days ago, Sports Illustrated reported that Caleb Williams feels like he's doing well and ready to go. So, not dealing with guys sitting out in USC for for this one. Mm-hmm.
1: So and I-, I think we see. I mean, honestly, they need if they. And they've gotten a bunch of recruits. They've got a bunch of transfers. But if, if Lincoln – this is the kind of game Lincoln-Riley, in the back of his head, He I have to win these games to be able to keep bringing in these players from the transfer portal and keep the recruits up. These are the kind of games that he has to win. These are the kind of games that USC had been losing the last 10 years.
0: It's almost like USC is in a – not a must-win scenario, but they're in kind of a can't-lose scenario. Like, it really does kind of hurt the image of Lincoln-Riley and USC if – Exactly. You lose to Utah twice, and then you go and lose to Tulane on a nationally televised island game. Yeah. The they're island. still going to get recruits and all, but it doesn't help. It doesn't put you in that level with Bama and Georgia and Ohio State. Yeah. You know? I mean, if they're
1: going to blow out Tulane by like 35. I mean, I think that makes a huge statement. I think they'll be preseason top four next year. Um, I think they might be that regardless. Yeah. But I think that'll cement
0: it if they do. Are we a little bit worried about USC's defense, number 126 in EPA per rush against a really good rushing attack, both from the quarterback and running back position for Tulane?
1: Yeah, I think the, that's the way Tulane was the game, right, is they control the clock and just run it and try to keep Campbell Williams and Jordan Addison and all those playmakers off the field. Um, so if the USC team cannot get stops, can't get a couple three-and-outs, they just get the clock burned on, the, on them, um, they're going to have a lot of trouble, and I I do think that is definitely a major issue. But I I think they can get enough stops because I don't think two ways are going to be able to stop the offense too. The best really mm-hmm. secondary. They yeah. actually have a pretty good rush defense, if I'm not mistaken. Um,
0: they're uh, I mean they're they're a decent defensive team. Yeah. But they're a I mean they're a group of five defensive yeah, teams.
1: Exactly. So and, it's like it's just it's just different ball as we always say. So. I think USC still a safe bet for the spread. If you're going to bet to win, you have to bet the money on. I
0: yes, think that's yes, uh, I, I 100% agree. I think this is going to be a really fun game. Maybe the best uniform matchup that I could possibly think of.
1: Yeah, um, I just I'm, very, very I'm just not a big USC color guy, but I can see the I can see the appeal.
0: I get it. I get it. It's a classic. Um, I think it's going to be a really fun game. I think it's one that if you are if you need to carve out time. On, I think a lot of people have that Monday off. So mm-hmm. if you have that day off and you want to carve out some time, this game is at 1 p.m., I think it's going to be a great watch. If you haven't watched Tulane this year, do it. They are fun. They're fun to watch. They play really well. They're a well-coached team. Yes. But I think USC pulls away with this one. Um, should, be, should be an interesting game, though. We'll move to the team that beat USC not once, but twice, the Utah Utes, and cornerback Cam Rising. Is leading the Utes to yet another college football playoff, New Year's six. It seems like Utah maybe hasn't gone over the hump yet, but they're kind of in that conversation over the past five, six years as a perennial national contender. Absolutely.
1: Whittingham's got that program exactly where they should be, which is getting guys, um, the three, that good, your really good three star talent and your solid four star guys. I mean, Utah's in a perfect recruiting ground because California has an uber amount of football recruits. Um, honestly, Washington state of Washington also does, especially Seattle and surrounding areas, and they can pull from Las Vegas and whatnot. And there's only a select few teams on the West Coast that get those top players. So, I mean, they're in a pretty prime spot if they had a, if, which they do have a good coach and Kyle and a good program. It's able to capitalize on the guys that just aren't quite good enough to go to. Your big time West Coast programs and or your Texas schools and he's capitalizing. I I think that's what you're seeing. And that's um, what somebody very near and dear to our hearts also should be considering trying to do
0: over the next five or six. That's exactly what I was thinking. I mean, this Utah has become the model program for how to win without being an Uber rich blue blood. Yep. And they don't have they they don't have dump trucks of NIL. They don't, but they still recruit well. I mean, they're not a top ten recruiting team, but they get good recruits, and they they've been putting players
1: in the NFL in the last five, four or five years too, which has been a big, which has been.
0: I believe cool. this will be their third straight year with a first-team All-American on defense. Yeah, so I mean uh, that's been big yeah. for them. Yeah, and uh, I'm riding with Utah in this game. They are two and a half point favorites against Penn State, a Penn State team that has quietly been really good this year, but. Kind of a classic Penn State team, very good on defense, a bit anemic on offense. Uh, I think Utah is almost due for this after the Rose Bowl last year. It took an unreal performance from Jackson Smith and Jigba of Ohio State, end up beating them in one of the craziest games I've ever watched. Yeah, that was crazy. Crazy game. I think this is a better Utah team, though. Um, they're deeper on the defensive secondary. And I just think it's going to be really tough per, for Penn State to throw the ball. And yeah, yeah. when you go up against a good team and you become one-dimensional on offense, it's going to be tough. I got Utah in this game.
1: Yeah, this is, this is actually, will be probably, the I think, the best game out of any of the New Year's Six games, just um, in terms of physicality. I think, um, personally, I'm going Penn State because I think Utah, while a super physical team, has not played another super physical team once this year and Penn State is that team that's going to punch them back in the mouth. So Utah's kind of been used to being the team that kind of picks up, you know, the any team by their throat that's not ready and just kind of punches them right in the face, you know. And Penn State is a perfect match for them and the fact that they kind of match their intensity in that physical Big 10 kind of lineup and yeah whereas Utah last year, Ohio State's not that, as we saw against Michigan. They're they're not that physical. Big. They're not that physical team. That's why Utah had so much success against them last year, um, the you know in the trenches or whatnot. I like Penn State here because I think their rushing attack is just going to be is is pretty crazy. They have a three, they almost have a three-headed monster, um, that is pretty insane. Trace. Uh, Trace McSorley, not Trace McSorley, Jesus. Um,
0: Trace McSorley is starting this weekend, though. Yeah, he is. For the Arizona he, Cardinals.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, Jesus. What's the quarterback's name? It's his last game, and he he put Clifford. out some... Yeah. Clifford. He put out some, like, know, last Clifford. ride video or whatever, so it's like, I, I think Penn State's going to rally around this team. This is another... This is also a statement game for Penn State. This is kind of the yeah. game where, you know, Ohio State, after getting blown up by Michigan two years in a row, Penn State's almost beat them two years in a row. And this is the kind of spot where Franklin's like, this is the kind of game we got to win if we want to kind of take it to the next level. Um, and they just had a crazy, crazy good recruiting class. Uh, I think I'm going Penn State here. I think they have a lot of momentum. I think, like you said, a very quiet, good team. And I really like those quietly good teams, especially in spots like this.
0: Yeah. I mean, credit to them for for playing well this year, but let's be real. They've been a quietly good team because they've, Played a kind of crappy schedule. Yeah, they
1: did. They, yeah, Franklin is known for some cupcake schedule.
0: I mean, they got some cupcake non-conferences, and then, and then they, right, and Auburn. they did
1: catch Auburn. They did schedule Auburn. They caught Auburn in the worst Auburn team. That's true. In the last twenty-five years. So. And that's
0: true. But I mean, they played two good teams and they got waxed. I mean, they got absolutely. It was not a close game in either game. So. That's a little bit worrisome for me from, for Penn State. A lot of their numbers come against Maryland and Michigan State and Rutgers. And it's like, ugh, how much... You have a good record, but did you kind of stumble your way into this record? I think they're a good team, um, but I think offensively they're, they struggle. Um, they kind of rely on a little bit like what the Hokies did under Fuente. They rely on a bit of misdirection Uh, to get tight ends open to get wide receivers open they're not really good in one-on-one matchups and they can get kind of stagnant just running the ball up the middle over and over and over again if Utah can stop that I think it's game but to your point if if Penn State gets the running game going their defense is good enough to win them a defensive game so
1: yeah it'll be I think it'll I think this maybe not in terms of scoring but I think this is actually probably the best matchup of the near six bowls and
0: Yes, it's a very even matchup. Yeah. yeah, and I think, you know, my heart really, really wants Utah to win this game. So personally, I feel like I'm due for a letdown in this one <laughs> after not picking Utah against the spread against USC.
1: Um, yeah, but, hey, but, you, but you hedged it and you got the future, so.
0: Yeah, Um. well, actually, I cashed out the future. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, that is. It's Thanks for awesome. bringing that up, Brett. Thanks for bringing yeah. that up, man. Uh, they had to go to a fourth tiebreaker. Yeah. Uh, to get Utah in that game, that's a that's a killer. But uh, I'm going with the Utes in this one. All right, let's talk college football playoff for the last time. Only four teams. We will have uh, in a few weeks after the the Natty is played, kind of a roundtable Sons of Saturday discussion about the 12 team playoff. Uh, it will be somewhat hokey centric of course, but kind of just for the landscape of college football, a lot of differing opinions, a lot of new voices from the Suns of Saturday crew. So I think it'll be really interesting. Uh, But for one more time, four teams in the college football playoff, let's start with the Fiesta Bowl, the darling, the Cinderella of the year and shout out to Chris Himes because he was on this team from week one TCU plus eight against a Michigan team that's playing maybe as good as anybody in the country.
1: Yeah, I'm actually all over Michigan here, personally. TCU, they have won a lot of close games Mm -hmm. against a lot of good teams also. I mean, solid teams, I would say good teams. Kansas State's a good team. Uh, I just think Michigan, they also are at the fault of the Big 12, not facing any really physical Big time football. I just, I just think that Michigan, what they did to Ohio State, is uh, was baffling. Honestly, I was on Ohio State. I mean, usually the Michigan hasn't won t- beat um, Ohio State two years in a row since like the seventies. So that's that's really. I was betting the spot more than I was anything else. And I just got slaughtered. So I think Michigan is. I really personally think Michigan, honestly, going in after championship weekend and everything i think michigan was the best team in college football i, I really think they're they're better than georgia at the time um we'll see after you know three or four weeks off we'll see what they show up with and, uh over on new year's eve right new year's, they the the first game right
0: yes uh tcu and michigan plays at 4 p.m 4, on yeah. new year's
1: eve i think oh. i might I, yeah go ahead
0: Over-under for this game is 58 and a half. We haven't talked game totals too much so far, but 58 and a half. The next game we're going to get to, 62 and a half. So really high-scoring games for some playoff.
1: Yeah, I I think with good reason on both of those. I mean, Michigan's obviously – I mean, Ohio. Jesus. TCU has put up points all year. went through all of them before I can get to it. Uh, TCU's put up points all year, and there's no question about that. Michigan – also have put up points all year, but in a different way. I think they put up points. Basically, we're just they get on the field and say we're better than you. We're gonna beat you to. A, we're gonna beat you down, and we're better than you, more physical than you, and better coach than you. TCU has beat you, saying we are the team of destiny. We have a great offense and a solid defense, and we're just gonna ride with our quarterback and ride to the promised land with him, which. Does work in a lot of in a, in a lot of ways. Joe Burrow is a good example, but there's also that that team also was the best offense of all time. So you can't. It's kind of hard to compare. A lot of teams ride their quarterback. I think TCU was able to ride their quarterback through the Big Twelve. I don't think they can ride their quarterback through the College Playoff. Even at eight, just more than a touchdown, I think Michigan wins by 10, 14 points.
0: Yeah, I. Um, this is one of those weird ones for me because
1: it's a rat It's a, it's eight's a, a big
0: wrap. number for this game. I mean, it's a big number and that that TC, that, that Michigan Ohio State game was really close until I don't know if you want to call it garbage time, but the game was decided when Michigan scored a couple touchdowns late to really blow that thing open. And then Purdue is Purdue. I mean that was a, a mismatch. I don't think TCU wins this game, but I think eight's just too big of a number for me right here. So I'm going to go TCU. They have this little bit of magic. And I think when you're so used to playing in close games, I think TCU is going to find themselves in a close game. And if it's a close game, it's probably not going to be an eight-point win for Michigan. So I feel like TCU plus eight is the smarter play here, but I'm not touching TCU Moneyline with a 10-foot pole. And I'm not really confident in this play. You can probably hear, but uh, I'd feel stupid taking it this taking. I'd feel stupid not taking TCU here. I really would.
1: Yeah. I mean, eight points is a lot. I mean, I totally agree with you. And I mean, if I'm saying Michigan's winning by 10, I mean, that's less than a field goal difference. Yeah. A lot. I think eight is a reason they have that because they know that. Um, if Michigan, personally, if Michigan win, they know if Michigan wins by a touchdown, they're going to win by more than, they're basically saying what they're saying, TCU wills their way into coast games if Michigan wins by more than a touchdown, they're going to win by two touchdowns or, or more so they're basically saying, alright we dare you to bet TCU because they played in the coast game and they're willing their way to that so if you're betting Michigan, you're, no matter what, betting probably 14
0: points or more. This will be a really, really fun matchup of TCU's offense versus Michigan's defense TCU's offense has been explosive, but they've missed a lot of opportunities at points this year that's gotten them into trouble, and that's made some of those close games a little close. Max Duggan's been really good. He's also missed a lot of deep balls this year. So it'll be interesting to see Can he? if he completes those. I think TCU has a shot. If he doesn't, Michigan might just kind of squeeze the life out of this game. Michigan's defense is top 10 in basically every advanced statistical category. They're elite. I do think Blake Corum not playing is going to hurt him a bit here.
1: Yeah, but the other the backup. I mean, he. I mean, they didn't have him against Ohio. They didn't have him against Purdue, or, or they only had him for what? Did they play? He played against Ohio State either. I don't think
0: he played. No, Blake Corum did not play against Ohio State.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I gotta, the guys, the backup. Yeah, Basket, he's the guy
0: before him. What's the this guy? Uh, it doesn't matter. He's great. I'll dump it. Been a long winner. The the, oh, the, the Tech BC that. game crushed us tonight. Let's be real. Yeah, We're recording yeah. this right after, and it's. Yeah, that, it hurt. Was, I'm it sure that not happen. Yeah, that would hurt. But, yeah, uh, uh, we only have to wait 10 days until they play again. That's good. Yeah, I'll forget it by then. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to go TCU. I think it's a lot of points, but I also really like the under in this one. It feels like a little yeah. bit big. I think I, Michigan I, I, is I, going to try to squeeze this game out. So, they're gonna
1: control the clock
0: where yes. they can. Yeah, a game in the 20s for both teams, I think feels feels right. A close game in the upper 20s feels feels right for this game. All right, let's go to the last college football playoff game. Ohio State plus six and a half against the defending national champions. Georgia. Feels like Georgia on paper should feel pretty comfortable in this game, considering that Ohio State has had issues this year. And again, much like Michigan, for most of the year, but until that Ohio State game, much like Penn State as well, a down Big Ten has kind of overinflated Ohio State a bit a bit this year. But we know they have as much offensive talent as anybody in the country.
1: Yeah, and, uh, you know, this is kind of my thing with Ohio State. You know, I was kind of – I still have a future on the National Championship, so I, I... – I think that team is there, and I'm actually going to – I might regret this, but I'm going to bet Ohio State here, and here's why. I think – this is crazy to think like this, because they are an 11-1 football team, and they have made the playoff the last two seasons. No, they didn't make it last year, did they?
0: No, they are in the Rose Bowl last year. That's right. Michigan I, made it last year. Michigan made it last year.
1: Well, anyway, it's kind of – that kind of leads me to my – my point is: Is Ryan Day back against the wall a little bit? If he doesn't succeed here, is he going to be like, "I'm done. I'm going to the NFL"? You know, is that this game? And I think it is. I think this After getting blown up by Michigan two years in a row, they were able to get lucky with the USC loss and get back into the playoff. This is kind of like a last grab. It's just crazy to think that, like, how far?
0: It's it's not crazy.
1: Like, like how? Well, it's just like how far? Um, like just general. Power five schools like Virginia Tech and all these other ones that like they're thinking about firing. They fire coaches when they go like five and seven, and their Ohio State fans are calling for a guy that's like 11 and one, you know. But it's just I mean, a different level. As it a is. proud
0: member of Cleveland Sports Twitter, it's a conversation that's being had of Ryan Day kind of got born on third base thinking he had a triple, and here they are. They can't win big games. That being said, they did win a Rose Bowl last year. I think they're going to be in this game. I don't think it's a blowout, but you're getting that half-point hook for a touchdown win. I like Georgia in this one. I think Georgia can score with them.
1: Yeah, I think the defense, I think Ohio State's defense is definitely going to have to step up in this game more than they have this season. Uh, I I do think Stetson Bennett, Like every time I think he's just going to blow it, he doesn't. So it's definitely tough to go against him, especially in his last this would be his last season, so yeah, I, it's tough to go against them. So I don't, I betting Ohio State solely on. I have a little bit of bias just because I saw a future on them and I got lucky, and that's usually not a good way to go look at things. But I'm also I think that this is kind of Ryan's back against the wall, and he's going to pull out all the stops to try to try to win this game.
0: Yeah, if I have to go Ryan Day versus Kirby Smart in a big game, I'm going Kirby Smart pretty much every time. And I also think this Georgia team is. They've had their moments this year, like really good teams like that. They'll have one or two games a year where they don't show up. Georgia had those two games, and they still won both of them. Uh, They didn't look good against Kent State and Missouri, and they ended up winning both of those games. Or Kentucky. Or Kentucky. They didn't look good against Kentucky either. I mean,
1: Honestly, nobody looks good against Kentucky because they just, like, choke you out and – Things and but they still lose so. yeah
0: I I really do think this Georgia team has had their moments and now they're rolling I mean they dropped 50 on lSU um I just think they're built for the bright lights these players have been in this situation I think Ohio State is a bit hungry for a win but eh, I don't no, know if I, I don't know if I trust them I mean I, no, I don't trust this Ohio State team
1: I mean no Smith and Jake but honestly doesn't help
0: you know the situation. Yeah. It'd be nice to have him. Um, He's one of those guys, I think it was reported that he was like opting out, but it seems pretty clear that he's been dealing with injury issues.
1: Yeah. I I think, I, I think he's definitely one of the guys we're like, okay, maybe it probably isn't the best idea for him to try to play hurt every game. So, yeah, and it's not like Ohio state doesn't have somebody right behind him or not the weapons to
0: keep going. Very true. (laughs) All right, Brett, I'm going to ask you, who's your national title champion? Uh, I'm gonna go over the spreads right here. Uh, excuse me, the futures that DraftKings has: Georgia at minus 125, Michigan at plus 290, Ohio State at plus 350, and TCU at plus 1800. Wow, Brett. Yeah, I think the 1800.
1: That's crazy. That's crazy value. I mean, it really is. It crazy. It really
0: value. is crazy value.
1: If you, I mean, you'd be kind of dumb not to sprinkle like a little bit on that. Yeah. Yeah, I and think they win two games. I think all of those values are correct. I think I think you pretty much are getting good value if you place a bet on any of those. I think Georgia at minus 125 um, for the a returning national champion is pretty good. And I also think Michigan at plus, we see, 290.
0: 290, yeah.
1: That's also very good. And Ohio State at 350 is also, those are all four very good values for what you're honestly getting. Because we're kind of used to seeing, you know, honestly, two most of them a lot lower than that. So yeah. I think pretty much you can't go wrong with any of those, in my opinion, sprinkling any of those. If I had to bet one, I probably would bet Ohio State and Georgia. I probably would just hedge one of the – I think the winner out of that game once the national champion.
0: I think you need elite quarterback play to win yeah. the national title game, and I don't think you're going to get that from Michigan. Yeah. So I- – Although 290 does seem like a good value for a team that's played really well, and we're maybe still undervaluing Michigan, um, I, I just he's got to win two really big games, probably the two toughest games they've played all year on a neutral site. That's going to be really tough. Ohio State, I don't trust them, but I love the value at 350. Yeah, love that value because if they beat Georgia, they might be favored in that next game. Because yeah, if I they beat they're... Georgia, now you're asking Michigan to beat them twice. Hard to beat a team twice.
1: Yep. And if they do, I think Ryan Day probably goes to the NFL.
0: Yeah, I mean that'd be a fun off-season storyline. Who fills the Ohio State coaching vacancy? Late yeah, in the Luke spring? Fickle's at
1: Wisconsin. I bet he's going to feel like a real idiot if you. He...
0: <laughs> Would Luke Fickle just leave Wisconsin? No, I honestly. To go to Ohio think,
1: State, I, honestly, after reading like. Ohio State Board Wisconsin boards. People were saying he probably was never going to take the Ohio State job. It was kind of like Beamer taking – Shane taking the Virginia Tech job. Yeah. You know, like how do you – you know, if he goes in there and fails, like he'll never get another job again probably. So Wisconsin was like the perfect move for him when
0: you look at it. Yep. Uh, if I have to – if I have to just really go hard on one of these teams, it's got to be Georgia. Uh, yeah, I know yeah, they're it's the it's only good. one at minus money, but minus 125 – they're clearly I mean, I mean, the best team.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's, there. I mean, I've seen spreads of minus one twenty five, and I know a lot of other people have. So it's like, you know, it's really not that crazy.
0: Yeah, and um, you know, I, I think they, I think they match up well with all these teams. I think they're the best team. They've been here before. I'd like Georgia to to take it home, but putting a couple bucks on TCU plus eighteen hundred, might as well do it because who knows, dude. <laughs> Who knows? No, who knows? Seriously. All right, Brett, that'll do it for college football playoff and New Year's Six Bowl talk. It's been a fun bowl season. There have been some good games. There's a game going on right now, the New Orleans Bowl, between Western Kentucky and South Alabama, I believe? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'll go ahead and watch the second half of that game right after this. Any thoughts, Brett, to end out the year of 2022?
1: Crazy, you know, it's crazy era. I think it's a tight matchup. We want the records right now um, between all of us. So, as honest, we, I think overall we had a pretty – I think this has been our best year yet, I think, as a podcast. If I'm We've done
0: pretty well. Done pretty well. Uh, it'll come down to the wire. and also come down to preseason picks like it did last year. So, that'll yeah, be fun I got to go back and look
1: and remind myself of what
0: exactly I picked. I got them all written down somewhere. Uh, also, exciting news, as we go into the new year – the Locks of Saturday, we got some fun stuff planned, Brett. Oh, yeah. We got a lot of fun stuff, a little bit of a, a rebrand. I don't think you can call it a rebrand, maybe a reshuffling yep. of the deck of cards. We will, uh, in 2023, be on our own feed on Spotify. So we will be under Locks of Saturday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, whatever you listen to your podcasts on. We'll be on our own Spotify channel. Really exciting. Uh, we're going to have some awesome sponsors on the Ways. We're going to have merch. We're going to try to do some more uh, meetups and event stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun, Brad. I'm really looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, man. If we have a few guests on, I think it would be a lot of fun. So
0: Yeah, we're going to we're gonna change up some content, especially in the non-football season. Uh, we're going to have some fun stuff going. Yep, yeah, for sure. All right, awesome. And make sure to follow us at Locks of Saturday on Twitter. That's where you'll get all the news and stuff like that and look forward to that Sons of Saturday podcast talking about the college football playoff. That's going to be a fun one, introducing some really awesome people to the Sons of Saturday team. That'll do it for me, Brett. Sign us off. You want to sign us off or do you me sign us off? it It feels weird if I sign us off. Why don't you sign us off? Or I can cut Irby saying go Hokies and just put that in there. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Let's do that. Robert, sign us off. Go Hokies. night Right Isabella, I'm thinking it through everything I gotta do. Burdens on the lines that they drew.